Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And this is 2.36 a.m. to be precise. Monday morning, 31st of August. Um, one of the ironic uh, things about this month is 14th of August is supposed to be Independence Day. And as we know, the government actually tried to stop the public from celebrating Independence Day, which to me is a very crucial message. Even though, as I've told you previously, the public did go out, they flooded the streets, they started flooding the streets on the 13th of August, on the eve of the Independence Day, and uh, on the 14th they had uh, increased in numbers. So it just, you know, the whole country came out in the streets um, voicing their protest because it was not just a celebration of Independence Day, it was a protest against the illegal government um, and uh, it was a s- expression of solidarity with our legal representative which was which is Imran Khan. So now even more ironic is the fact that um, they are trying to imprison Imran Khan uh, based on the Official Secret Act and (laughs) the uh, Army Act. Now, and yet, here's here's the funny thing. None of these acts exist. Yeah. So they have been lying again. So all they've done is, it's amazing. You know, that's why I call Pakistan, you know, the colony, the new colony of the United States of America. I mean, come on, if the British and the Americans can create a fake country such as Israel that doesn't actually exist but is just being forced upon the world. It's an imaginary state, it's a fabricated state, it's a fake state. So why isn't it possible for them to convert um, an existing state into an imaginary fabricated state? After all, they removed our legitimate government and they put in a fake government and that fake government continued even past way past their deadline and yet orders were still being given and still being listened to which is something that I have constantly repeated in every single episode of mine that in on what authority are these orders being given and on what authority are they being listened to by the judges, by the army, by the establishment. Obviously, it means the orders are being given by America and that means that they have officially in their own capacity, unofficially for the public, but officially for the government and the army and the establishment, they have accepted um, America as their government, as their master. Why else would they lie about a reform? And as we know, they were, um, according to them, they had signed um, a lot of reforms and a lot of acts in, in, you know, within a week um, without any debate, without any eyes uh, or nays, and you know they just went ahead and you know got it through, and everybody was commenting on the fact that this was too quick. Never has any reform been passed like this, and yet they had passed, according to themselves, thirty-six reforms and these two acts. And then now comes the president, uh, our president Arif Alvi, 
who states that he actually did not even sign these two acts. He did not sign the Official Secret Act and he did not sign the Army Act. And according to the Constitution, the real Constitution, not the fake Constitution that they've been trying to shove into our, our faces, um, the, according to the real Constitution, unless and until the President uh, signs these acts, um, unless and until he doesn't stamp his approval, they do not get accepted because the president has to give his assent and our president did not give his assent. And because of that, these acts actually have not been passed. So how is it that they are constantly talking about these two acts which are actually fake and they're trying to force these acts on the courts? and on uh, onto Imran Khan when these acts don't even exist. Um, they tried to pass the act this year, it is true, but the fact that they claimed that they have passed the act, the fact that they claimed that it is uh, you know, going to be implemented, this is false news and this is a, a downright lie. So the fact that they are lying to us like this, that, that just tells us everything, you know, um, I think it, it just shows, and again, I will blame the people of Pakistan. I think silence is uh, agreement, you know, as we say in crime, you're a partner in crime if you're silent. If you're closing your eyes, if you're turning away, if you're burying your head in the sand, uh, pretending that, you know, it's all going to go away, then you're basically an accomplice to the crime. So I do not understand why when after all these efforts, finally the public had woken up and they had started coming out in the streets, why is it that they have, I mean, they, they've stopped. Um, they, I mean, the, the fact that during the, uh, during, on the fact that on 14th August, they all came out uh, to show that it didn't matter and they were not scared and that they didn't care you know, and that they were going to, you know, fight for their rights. I don't understand why is it that they've again taken a breather because this is not how things are done. I think they've forgotten um, how we got the elections done the last time round. We, you know, sat up for nights on end for months and months and months and while the world was busy featuring Hong Kong um, and forgot and did they, the world deliberately tried not to feature Pakistan, but actually Pakistan, way before Hong Kong and way past Hong Kong, um, the people of Pakistan were in the streets, they were flooding the streets, they were uh, having massive rallies and peaceful protests up until we ensured that the elections took place without rigging. Um, and even now, actually, the establishment is trying to break down Imran Khan, and that shows how stupid the establishment is and how stupid the army is. It shows how clueless they are. It shows how disconnected they are from the people of Pakistan, even though they claim to be part of the foundation, you know, part, part of the root. Um, they, it shows that they are basically all outsiders uh, and obviously because they have their wealth abroad, they, are, they live abroad, they just come here to make decisions, then they run away as soon as things go bad. So they have no clue as to anything regarding Pakistan or the people of Pakistan and how to deal with Pakistan, although they may think they do. And this is a perfect 
perfectly good example the fact that they're trying to break Imran Khan when the whole world and his wife knows that Imran Khan cannot be broken instead they will have to kneel down in front of him at the end of the day they need him you know they're doing the same thing obviously they're following their masters because that is what america has been trying to do to pakistan america needs pakistan america cannot survive without pakistan america cannot even set foot in asia without pakistan but america is always trying to subjugate pakistan america is always trying to train pakistan america is always trying to um you know break pakistan you know so that it can uh, completely control pakistan so that it can use pakistan and step in set foot into asia um now that is you can see that this is the americanization uh, you know the the patronism is americanized here by the, by the same tactics that are being used and by the clueless uh, establishment and army that they are trying to break Imran Khan because they need Imran Khan but they don't want him to have the upper hand they want to have the upper hand so that they can exploit the situation but he's never going to give them the upper hand you see he's never going to do that he's not going to they have actually secretly tried to plead with him at like a million times before arresting him and even after arresting him to negotiate with them and he has refused and and then every single time the the truth got leaked um they would create a narrative again this is a very american uh pattern here um where they started creating a narrative that no imran khan has been reaching out to them imran khan doesn't want to reach out to them the whole fallout began because of the fact that imran khan refused to compromise so they are reaching out to imran khan constantly um they have been trying to pressure him they try to blackmail him they try to threaten his family they've they're still trying to manipulate uh, his uh, family in the sense that they are trying to make create a narrative where they're giving everybody this this false narrative that you know um that they're going to break him through his wife or they're going to make his wife um a, a state witness and this and blah 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 but she's not breaking either it's as simple as that she is standing by him as yet just like how his first wife jemima has been standing by him and she still is standing by him even though she's not physically here so i mean that says a great deal about a man um a man who has never talked about any of his wives um he has never made personal comments he's never ever um aired dirty laundry he has never um you know issued statements against his wives he has divorced twice the second wife is not accepted as his as his wife by anybody in pakistan because she was a planted spy he was warned not to marry her she was actually the mistress of shabaz sharif reham khan so you know she is actually not even accepted by pakistan as his wife but legally she was so let's count her in and keeping that in mind i would say he has divorced twice and despite the fact that the whole public of pakistan hates reham khan his second wife who he divorced and that they just cannot accept her um because of the way you know her her true colors just she just showed her through her true colors within weeks of getting married to him and yet still 
you will not hear a single word from Imran Qasim. You've heard a thousand and one words coming out from that woman's mouth. Even her own first husband actually um, spoke up against her, um, saying that, um, you know, in other words, that he also had problems with her and that she was not a reliable person and that he would never trust her as far as he could throw her, which isn't much, right? So, um, so the fact that even her first husband um, has proved her as an unreliable person, as an untrustworthy person, and yet the person who she's been throwing dirt on, Imran Khan, um, he has never till date said a word against her. That says a lot about him. It doesn't say anything about her. It says a lot about him. It tells you what family he comes from, the kind of family background he belongs to, the kind of upbringing he's had, the kind of character he has. Only a man of real character, only a true gentleman, would never comment on a woman, no matter what. And even against his opponents. Now, Maryam Nawaz has produced illegitimate children left, right, and center. Um, we don't even know who the various men are who impregnated her before marriage, after marriage, you know, throughout. You just don't know. Um, she's you know, had children in Qatar, she's had children in Pakistan, she probably has a few in England, you don't know. Similarly, Nawaz Sharif, is, uh, he's got illegitimate children all over, you just don't know. Shabazz Sharif and his son Hamza Sharif, very notorious for their secret marriages, why they're keeping them secret, God knows there is no sin in getting married. But the reason they, keep, they were keeping it secret is to hide it from their then current wives. So they, so that's why they were secret. I mean, imagine that. Such, an, I mean, there's such a-holes, that whole family. If you come to Zardari and if you go, I mean, all his children were born in jail, you know. Um, so Benazir was in jail. And obviously, because, again, remember, Zardari, Benazir, Nawaz Sharif, Shabazz Sharif, and their family members, whenever they were put in jail, they were never really put in jail. Okay, they were basically imprisoned in this guest house type thing. And even if they were put in jail for show for a short time, it were, they were given all the facilities of a VIP a guest. And they would always use the, uh, you know, the, the office of the chief of police or the superintendent or whoever or wherever it is, depending on where they were. And they would always use the office lavishly. To entertain guests to hold meetings and this and that uh, the person who is really really in jail is Imran Khan okay he is actually in jail he is actually being incarcerated he's the one who's in a five by eight cell um, you know where there's no space for him to even lie down properly so this this is called being incarcerated and yet he's denied his basic human rights he's denied visitations um, with his wife, he's denied uh, visitations with his lawyers, which is extremely important because he still has cases, ongoing cases, but they're trying to ruin it all for him deliberately. The fact that they're doing all this so brazenly, so shamelessly, so pompously in front of the whole world is very obvious. It is because the world is a silent accomplice. The world America and Britain who, who are behind it all, they 
have told the world to turn away in this in the exact same way that they've told the world to turn away from Kashmir and to turn away from Palestine but the difference here is that the Kashmiris are still fighting the Palestinians are still fighting but the Pakistani public they are fighting only online um they and again in a way i think imran khan is to sort of blame for breaking that momentum because when he was ousted people came out there there was this leaderless surge you know but he stopped them because he was afraid that there would be violence but that violence that he was trying to stop i keep on saying that that violence that he was trying to stop it eventually happened anyway and it happened um you know as a conspiracy um as an enactment by the government itself by the establishment um after his arrest so you know what good did it do him or us um he should have allowed that surge he should not have stopped the people when he was ousted he should have allowed the people to to just do their thing and we would have paralyzed the whole country in 24 hours we would have shut everything down in 48 hours and we would have forced the establishment and the army to back off but that time that they needed we gave them that time by going back by listening to imran khan when he said just go back you know calm down um wait for me wait for me wait for my call you know and that is what broke the momentum and people were extremely um boiling and seething and active and full of energy and they just wanted to you know go out um and they wanted to do something about it but now you know people when they went out after he was arrested again because the government had already had time to perfect their plans on initiating violence so that they can control the public and that happened uh that you know it did affect the public in the sense that when they started targeting 10000 homes were broken into and i mean literally broken into doors were broken down 10000 homes were broken into and they were um robbed by the police um about and you know um uh, all the major PTI members their they and their family members were kidnapped and imprisoned uh, women as we know were raped or sexually assaulted children were assaulted and kidnapped um eld- the elderly were assaulted and jailed and it's still going on like on the 14th of august when people came out the police still try to crack down and but right now in kpk um the police have been warned to uh try to stay at home but not in duty to not go out to offer their prayers but to pray at home and that they should stay in plain clothes and even when on active duty they should not wear their uniforms so that shows how the government the illegal government and the establishment and the army are scared even the security forces have been warned not to wear the uniform because they fear um public rage they fear revenge um because of what they've been doing these past 16 months and now they're you know um shoving two illegal acts at our faces um lying to us they've been lying to us from day one we know they're lying to us so again i would say um as long as the people will just 
grumble and mumble and swear them online, nothing's going to happen. The people need to come out with full force. They need to paralyze the country. They need to shut down the government. They need to shut down the country. There is nothing left anyway. What are people thinking they're going to lose by coming out? Everything's lost already. We have lost our country. Okay? Unofficially, we have lost our country. Look at what America did with Hawaii. And look at the repercussions. I remember when I spoke up a long time ago and I said that this is not a friendly occupation. And they can see it. Hawaii's land is being encroached on. We have got Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg right there owning half the land of Hawaii. And it's illegal. The American government is steeped in corruption and, uh, you know, the way they are working with elites and conglomerates and lobbyists, helping them steal land from people in Hawaii. The fire, the fire that started a few days ago, this is, I mean, it's proved now that it, was, it wasn't a natural incident, but this was actually a, a crime, a heinous crime committed. This was arson. And this was deliberately done because people refused to sell their lands and the insurance has refused to pay out. So what does that tell you? That the government and the, and the, and the people who are encroaching upon Hawaii's land, they are out to steal the land of the locals. So much for friendly occupation from America. On the other side, um, America and Israel's troops trained Indian army to do the same in Kashmir, where they're stealing lands from people. And then again, they're doing the same thing in Palestine. And now they're using... Now here's the difference. Over there you've got outsiders. India is an outsider as far as Kashmir is concerned. Kashmir is not a part of India, never was. It's the Mughals that united India. India was never one. India needs to get out of that, you know, out of that misconception, that, that false narrative, that false history, fake history that it keeps on rewriting. India was never one country. These were so many warring states that were always at war with each other. India was only ever united under one umbrella, very loosely united, but kept united under the umbrella of the Mughals. Of the Muslim Empire okay and later on the British managed to somehow continue that although it kind of worse made the conditions a bit worse and that is why at the end India was going to break down anyway after the British left and even now India is basically being extremely stupid um, in the way it behaves with its neighbors Instead of establishing good relations with its neighbors, India is the bully of Asia and India is the America of Asia. It is heavily disliked by all its neighbors and very rightly so. The fact that it um, instigates terrorist activities in Pakistan, Balochistan is always a target, KPK has always been a target, Karachi, every single terrorist incident that Pakistan has had, has had links to India. Um, similarly, Nepal was interfered with by India, um, India interfered with, India and China also don't get along, India has interfered with Bangladesh. So India has been interfering with all its neighbors and India has been sending not just spies, but 
military trained terrorists so every single terrorism incident that has happened has had ties to india in within this local vicinity and and at the same time india has joint um you know joint terrorist groups uh with uh, america and israel so where they actually you know work on joint operations um instigating terrorism in pakistan and in other countries around but especially in pakistan and the fact that india you know uh, very blatantly lies um uh, with regards to activities uh, you know terrorist activities um blaming pakistan every single time lying i mean that is exactly the same thing that you see um being done here by our own establishment pakistan's own establishment and army the fact that they are in cahoots with our enemies they're in cahoots with india in, in that they are terrorizing their own people um they are manipulating their own people they are violating the rights of their own people i mean just look at that you've got india and outsider violating kashmir's rights you've got israel and outsider violating palestine's rights but in pakistan it is our own i mean obviously they're outsiders for us too because as i said these are not people who live in pakistan no member of the establishment um no um you know uh no colonel general of the army um no politician resides in pakistan they all have amassed wealth abroad they all just come here to screw us up to steal more from us and then they go back abroad even now they were sent by america to accomplish this task and as you can see they're all going to run away some have already run away bajwa's run away um you know nawashif is already out shabashif's running away he's going to england uh, which we all predicted zardari is never here for long he's always running out maryam's never here either she just comes to, to just you know to blab out her bullshit and then you know once she's checkmarked on the agenda and she's completed her task then she again runs away back to england they none of them live here none of them have passports of pakistan they all have foreign passports they all have dual nationalities and they are all outsiders but if you look at it on the outside you know if you look at it generally there are own people as in they are supposed to be one of us these are people who are supposed to be in the establishment in the army in in you know in our government and these are the people who are terrorizing us but then as you know terrorism is in um, in fact terrorism is originally state terrorism the original definition of terrorism is state terrorism we just uh, now have sort of broad stroked it by you know talking about other groups and mercenaries and you know who commit terrorism so we 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 kind of put them all under that but when you actually talk about terrorism the original definition is automatically state terrorism so here we are we are being terrorized by our own state we are the state but thanks to america 
we are not the state. Outsiders are imposed on us and they are the state. And so we are being terrorized by the state. And that is where we stand today. So we have fake laws, a fake constitution, fake courts, fake army, fake establishment, fake reforms, fake government. If that doesn't tell you that America is ruling Pakistan, I don't know what does. You just think about it. Just sit down and think about it. And this is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.